All right. So this week, science reporter Luciana Gravata has asked Concordia students, what do you know about science? So, Luciana, what do they actually know, if anything? Well, I, I came up with a few questions from chemistry, psychology, biology to see what was stored in all those young minds wandering around campus. And, well, here's what I found. So the first question was, why do oil and water separate? I don't know. I don't I'm going to guess because there's some kind of gas and oil that, because uh, when you put oil with water, oil rises. I think they have different densities. Oil is more dense. And they're a different molecular bond, and the bonds are opposing to each other, like a magnet, like a reverse magnet. Well, so a lot of people definitely had pieces of this story. Oil is less dense than water. I think I heard Daniel J. Rowe, one of our correspondents. Oh, yes, he actually, he did participate. He had some interesting insights. So... So oil is less dense than water. It's one reason why in an oil spill, the oil stays on top. But there's another property that causes these two substances to separate. Hmm. And that's because of the way electrons are distributed in the water molecule. So electrons have a negative charge. And their uneven distribution makes it so that water, the water molecule is slightly positive on one end and slightly negative on the other. So because of this magnet-like effect that actually Daniel J. Rowe mentioned, uh, water molecules are attracted to each other. On the other hand, oil molecules have no difference in charge, so they aren't attracted to the water molecules. Um, it's basically like boys and girls in the schoolyard in kindergarten, <laughs> to, to, to sum it up. Um, so, well, okay. So my next question was, um, what's the difference between a sex cell? So that's like a sperm or an egg cell. Now we're talking. Yeah. I know you like that. Joel. <laughs> and and sperm any, egg cells. any other type of cell in the body. So the difference between those two types of style, cells, let's see what they said. I don't know. You can produce babies with sex cells. They can fertilize or be fertilized. Do other cells split and those ones don't? sperm and the eggs and everything have the 23 pairs of chromosomes and the other cells have their own responsibilities I guess or something. I think one has 23 chromosomes and the other one has 46. So, so yes, you can produce babies with sex cells. That is true. But, well, that just reflects the way in which they're different from regular cells. So, like some people said, um, they have only half the number of chromosomes as other cells. A chromosome is basically DNA that has been coiled up to make it more manageable for when the cell divides. So, your cells have 46 chromosomes. Um, 23 came from your dad's sperm cell and 23 from your mom's egg cell. Um, and when you guys produce sex cells, though, you'll be passing on a unique set of 23 chromosomes to your offspring, one that's a mishmash of both your mom and your dad's chromosomes. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that's the actual answer. Wow. Um, so, okay, next question. What is a neuron? Is a neuron and a proton? I'm going to say neuron is a neutrally charged. It's a brain cell. Oh, a nerve cell. Cell that has to do with the neurological part of the body. So, okay, some people confuse neuron with neutron. A neutron is what you find in the center of an atom. But what I was asking about was a neuron. It's a type of cell that's specific to the nervous system and can send and receive electrical signals. The brain has a lot of these cells, but they're also found in other parts of the body. For example, they connect with muscle cells to signal when to move a muscle. Okay, next question. What is blood type? In Japan, it's very important, though, what type of blood you are. Isn't O extremely rare to get? You get your blood type from your parents. I have no idea. 
Yeah. And it just depends on the antibodies and the anti-stuff that your cells have. Well, I know that it affects compatibility. Like if one was going to get a, an organ transplant or a blood transfusion, it would view it as a foreign uh, substance and then fight it. Okay, so most people knew that blood type's important for blood transfusions, but they weren't sure exactly why, uh, except, well, there was a biology student there in the mix, so I don't know, she knew a little bit more. Um, Your blood type has to do with the type of antigens found on the surface of your blood cells. Antigens can be thought of as ID cards. For example, when a virus invades your body, your immune system can tell that it's not one of your cells because the type of identification it has on its surface. Your immune system, though, won't react to your own blood cells because they have the right antigens on their surface. But if you get a blood transfusion with with, um, a blood type that has an antigen that the body recognizes as foreign to it, then your body's going to attack it. So the ABO classification system is the most common. Generally, people with type O are considered universal donors because they don't have the A or B antigens on the cell surface and get by undetected. The story is a bit more complicated since you have to consider the antibodies in blood serum and because there's other types of antibodies on blood cells. But I'll just leave it at that for now. This is so exciting that we just got a high five in the studio with blood types. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Nikita and I are both. Oh, say what? Universal donors. Yes. Nice. You guys can save the world. Okay. So next question. <laughs> What's the definition of abnormal? Joel. The way uh, it should be, but it's not. Like there's a fire and he, he should, he's sitting, but he should, he should run away. So that's kind of abnormal. So Not normal. So then how would you define normal? I guess they'd find a normal person and, and kind of set them as the standard. Well, if you repeat the experiment over and over and over and you keep getting the same result, we, we consider just normal. It's like a baseline by studying a lot of individuals, like a large group, and then abnormal would, would fall outside those lines. Okay, so abnormal was really hard to define, um, although I tried to make it easier by getting people to define normal, but, you know, that's not easy either. You can't. You can't define normal. Well, all when you're abnormal, Joel, like you. butterflies, okay? We are different, unique <laughs> flowers. Okay, so, my mom so told me. Let, me, let me burst that bubble you for you, Joel. Um, unique flower. Basically, uh, in science, normality is not a social convention. It has to do with statistics. Mm. An easy example is uh, IQ. So the average IQ is 100. The standard deviation is 15. Standard deviation has to do with, in this case, the percentage of people that are within a certain range. So about 68% of people fall between one standard deviation above and one below the mean. Basically, that means that if I took a random person on the street, there's an almost 70% chance that their IQ will fall between 85 and 115. When you get two standard deviations above and below, you find that 95% of people are in this range. So the majority of people have an IQ between 70 and 130. At three standard deviations, you already have 99% of people within that range. So if I take the statistical definition, abnormal is whatever falls outside of that 99% range. You can insert an Occupy Wall Street joke mm-hmm. here. We are the 1%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally the abnormal isn't, IQ test. Isn't it because IQ, you know, IQ test is created for a human being, so obviously... 
Mostly I heard, that, but there was like it. this whole thing about the IQ test where that like they like people think that you can't like increase your IQ like right, but like people can. There was like this study, and these people did like end up getting higher IQ scores after this whole like thing. They well, did. IQ can also be learning, yeah. um, and but this you know this is just an example. This can be applied to anything in the world. You know, anything within one standard deviation. But beyond the average mm. is going to be that percent. Mm. So basically, okay, let's go back to the example. Anyone who is three standard deviations above the average is considered a genius. And a lot of people like said this intuitively. I mean, that abnormal is that what you don't see in most people. Mm. All right, I'm going to move so on I'm to the genius. next question. So a genius is abnormal. I'm a genius. Genius so I'm is abnormal. abnormal. Yeah, no, if you're, you're a genius, you're abnormal, that's for sure. I'm abnormally uh, yeah. ingenious. Yeah, okay, okay. great. Okay, so <laughs> uh, like, okay. Let's, let's move on. All right. Okay, what are biofuels? I've heard of it, but I don't remember what it is. think using anything that's, uh, I guess, maybe garbage or anything that, uh, like, food, rotten food, I guess. Green fuels. Other recycled material. What do you mean by... Well, I mean, like, uh... Shit. Say you run your car on corn instead of gas? That's just an example. I think there's a lot of different kinds they use, but I don't really know them. I know the tropics, they take it from sugarcane. Some people will take it from yeast, yes. Like natural substances, which are biodegradable, to make fuels, like oils extracted from plants. Okay, I was surprised that some people had no idea what these were. I mean, especially with the oil crisis and with so many countries turning to biofuels for energy. Do you guys know what biofuels are? Did you Good like question. like ethanol or whatever? No, I'm just kidding. I thought it was bad. I don't know because like, you're uh, killing like the world's you know, food like supply. Soy okay, Joel's no, got something there. That's <laughs> Wait, that's so true. Is that like is a you... debate. That what? is a debate. So let me just explain what they are first. Okay, so these are fuels that come from organic materials such as plants. Plants make carbon in the environment and use it to build cellulose. By breaking down that cellulose into sugar and then fermenting it, we can make ethanol. That's what I said. Yeah, that's right, and that can be blended into regular gasoline. Someone mentioned yeast uh, in those clips you heard. Biofuel doesn't come from yeast, but yeast is used to process the plant cellulose, which is really tough to break down. Some people mentioned that there are also oil-based biofuels. These come from plant oil or animal fat, and that fuel can be used to power diesel engines in cars and machinery. So, but yeah, there's definitely a food versus fuel debate. And Joel. animal that, fat powers me mean? for dinner. Does like, it? What do you mean? Yeah, can... yeah, fat is fuel. That's right. But like, wait. So wait, what was the, what's the argument exactly? So basically, it's that if we because corn is like the biggest, the, what they use the most to yeah. create ethanol, mm-hmm. and so if we take corn and you know and use that for fuel then we're taking away from the food chain so people yeah, are isn't saying it more energy that, to like make all like make corn oil than it is just to you know like, right like some people say that the energy balance is negative yeah, so is. that you're putting more energy than but what, what about like french fry oil there's this guy that in in upstate new york who started started doing that like a, a long time ago and i remember there was like this big news because yeah. yeah, because he would drive by and it smelled like french fries yeah but yeah, no, definitely waste oil. oil is one of the best uh, energy efficient ways to get mm. uh, energy right now. But and there's not there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of, you know, waste oil lying around. I mean, yeah, from the restaurants, but it's definitely not station. enough to power all our cars. So yeah. we're going to have to look for another solution. Hit up McDonald's. Yeah. All right. So next question. Um, the well, what is schizophrenia? Uh, is, isn't it uh, dual personality? Does it come after dementia? The one where you have a crazy mind, you just want to kill people? I know that they're uh, stressed out and they're, they doubt themselves. 
some sort of autism that's related to it. It's 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 a complex disease. Um, it's a mental disorder where you become extremely paranoid of your surroundings and think everyone's out to get you. Wow, really different answers there. I, I think the most common one I got was that those affected with schizophrenia hear voices. It's true that some do. Someone said they go crazy and want to kill people. <laughs> Actually, well, they're me- unfortunately, their mental anguish often leads them to commit suicide, not kill others. Um, so, okay, let me give you the main symptoms of people with schizophrenia. First of all, they're delusional, which means they have strong beliefs about the world that have nothing to do with reality. They can have both visual and auditory hallucinations. That means they see or hear things that aren't there, which at times can be pretty scary. Uh, They also have disorganized thoughts. So when they talk, they put unrelated things together. Um, The research on schizophrenia shows that it's partly genetic and partly environmental, like a lot of mental diseases. And the theory is that it has to do with disrupted dopamine levels in the brain and malfunctioning of the emotional areas of the brain, as well as areas involved with organizing and controlling thoughts and emotions. Um, So I asked a related question, which is, what is bipolar disorder? So let's see what uh, they came up with for that. That kind of person have two different kind of personalities. One minute you're happy, and then right away in like in a second you turn angry, and like you can't control your emotions. Like sudden and intense mood swings. Bipolar is extreme happiness or extreme sadness, and I think is it caused by a chemical imbalance. I think some people thought bipolar disorder is double personality. Uh, did you guys ever think that? No, no. I thought like you know, like the okay. depression. Okay, great. That, so yeah. yeah, exactly. So because of the severe mood swings that people are that affected with this disorder have, um, you know, people can confuse that with having two personalities. So they fluctuate between depression and mania. Depression can last from a week to months, while the manic mood is usually a bit shorter. Um, when they expe- experience mania, they're easily distracted. They have a lot of energy, they don't sleep much, and they show reckless behavior and lack of self-control. So, for example, they'll go on a spending spree and max out their credit cards in one day. There's a genetic factor to bipolar disorder, and as someone mentioned, there's an imbalance of neurotransmitters in the brain. One theory is that it has to do with levels of serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter that's important for mood regulation. Okay, so I just quizzed the entire Loyola campus. So really interesting, yeah. I, I really yeah. think it's your turn, Melissa and Joel. Wow. What do you think? What's so, yeah. right now? Look, I'm not a science student. That's, am, that's too bad. This is look, about general knowledge. This is what the, is your general knowledge? This, um, it's like the money maker is all in the face, right? Like Joel and I, where it's about the voice in the face. You know, we're we're too beautiful to be smart. All right, all okay. right. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question anyway. Yourself. So most of the students said that I should make it harder by asking physics questions. Oh come on! Yeah, uh, yeah. So, physics. I so love here physics. goes. Here goes. Physics. I'll, I'll be nice and I'll start by giving you an an easy one. Okay. Thank you. So what are the two types of subatomic particles found in the nucleus of it's an atom? protons and electrons. electrons. Oh, neutrons, wrong. Neutrons. 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 Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Neutrons. No, it's neutrons and protons. That's what I said. said. No, electrons. Electrons are negatively charged, right? right? Those and are so not in the nucleus. Are, those are the ones, those are the ones, ones surrounding around. it in that little cloud thing that That's we learned. Right. Yeah. That's right. That cloud of probability. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're hurting yeah, my brain this year. Protons. <laughs> okay, last let's, question. Let's be protons and not electrons. Question. Right now. Let's, last question. You get. You guys can't just change your answers well, after I, giving them. I thought about. You know, it. is that what you do in exams? You're, you mm. tell the professor to give you back the exam <laughs> and you know? change it. I am. How'd you know? I'm a genius. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next question. 
Uh, what is a buckyball? A buckyball? Is this a science question? Yeah. Oh, I think, I, I think I've got that when I was a little yeah? kid. I think I have that at home. It's, it's a, a buckyball. Is it like a, it's it's like a, a slinky? Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you not, a hint. It's a molecule. Uh, a molecule. Okay, we have no idea, clearly. A buckyball is a ball of bucky. No, okay, stop <laughs> I have no idea. Stalling. That doesn't even sound professional or scientific. It, it's actually uh, named after the scientist Buckminster Fuller. Uh, who discovered this molecule? Buddy of mine. Yeah, yeah he's a good friend. Good friend. Okay, is that the so, scientific term for that? Buck, buckyball. It is. Scientists right. use that word. They love that word. Um, it, it gets them out of their routine. Okay, so let me tell you what it is. It's a molecule that's made of up of sixty to seventy carbon molecules, all arranged neatly to form a sphere. The way that the carbon molecules bond with each other make it so that the frame of these buckyballs is identical to that of a soccer ball. Nano soccer, anyone? Oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. Yes. Science I'm a science jokes. dork. <laughs> For all the nerds out there, you probably are laughing so Oh, much. they love that. They love Buckyball. that. Buckyball. Yeah. Okay. Well. That was saying that was. Thank you for showing how horribly ignorant Joel and I are. No, I'm thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks, that Luciana. was Luciana Gravota's science segment.